everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Kra. How are you? How are you guys doing? I know we are going collectively through very challenging times. Well, I want to take a moment here and send you so much love. Wish you the best. Wish you so much health for you, for your loved ones. Remind you to take care of yourselves, to take care and boost your immune systems, take care of your health, get out in the sun, get some fresh air, be in good spirit, emotionally, mentally, physically. So what are we allowing into our energy field? This is a topic that we will explore in today's episode with my very, very special guest, a long, long time friend, actress and model, Denise Milford. She has been on the show twice before, and this is her third appearance on Life on Earth podcast, which I am super honored and proud and excited to have her and share our conversation, have you join us in conversation because we had an amazing talk. We talked about health. We talked about spirituality. We talked about relationships. Denise is someone who also is very much in alignment with her health and what is really great for the system and boosting your immune system. She is super passionate about the subject of how to improve your health. She's been at it for many years with lots of research, so she has a lot to offer. I asked her for some tips, how to boost the immune system, and she shares with us some of her personal practices so that perhaps this will also enhance your life. Also, I have a few announcements. So I want to say thank you so much for all of you who have joined the membership. And I also want to say welcome to our members portal, our members website. It's going amazing. We have two different areas. We've got a members portal for light code, which we explore energy healing, meditation, some healing techniques. And it's just a really great place for us to build community and explore several topics together, as well as go into some healing practices. And then we have another portal, which is for continuing education and to deepen your yoga practice on and off the mat. So if you also are not a yoga teacher, but you're interested in topics such as the yamas and the niyamas and sequencing and breath work and meditation, this is a great place for you to go and to be a part of these conversations with like-minded individuals. I call them the mastermind groups and all of that is available. So I want to talk about the membership for a moment and really invite everyone to check it out. You can go to nataliecraft.com and once you're on my website, look for members portal and it will give you the many options. I also want to mention that if you do join the commitment for one year, you are welcome to cancel it at any time. No questions asked. Just shoot an email and you will be taken out of the platform. It's a really great program. We have several meetings on Zoom every month for our members in small groups. We also offer on our platform for members. And once you log in, you will have 
meditations, yoga nidra practices, members-only events, some distant healing techniques that are offered, monthly presentations with lots of a variety, big variety of topics. We try to go into lots of different areas. Besides that, there's an archive of all of the content and you have lifetime access to the content for the duration of your membership. We also have some interviews that are released for members only and preview of many of the Life on Earth interviews in the unedited version for members. So if this is something that you feel you want to explore, all of which is offered online, you are welcome to check it out. It would be great to have your support and to have your presence. Thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate you choosing to tune in to Life on Earth podcast. I know that there are many choices out there. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend, share it with someone you love. Subscribe to the show and leave us a great review. That will be of great help to me and our Life on Earth community as well. And I also want to tell you guys that Shanti Yoga Training School, which the website is shantiyogatrainingschool.com, is full-on open for business. We continue to offer our trainings. We have a 200-hour yoga teacher training in deepening your practice, as well as a 300-hour yoga teacher training in deepening your practice. Sometimes the teacher training part can be something that I've even considered taking it off and also allowing people to, you know, understand, maybe present it a little differently. Because even if you don't want to get certified to teach yoga or become a leader in your community with yoga, this is a perfect program for someone who wants to do a sort of yoga boot camp on and off the mat and to really deepen your practice. So everything is online. We have a bit of an advantage with the situation that's going on that I know that a lot of businesses have gone completely online now. We have been mostly online for, I would say, at least two, three years. So there's not much that has changed for our school, except that the percentage that was, of course, um, you know, on live weekends that were always optional and always there now are all done virtually. Those have been happening and they're very successful and we've been really loving it. And it's, again, really great to have that accountability, that community gathering. And we offer everything from, you know, philosophy to history to techniques and tools to enhance your daily life, to yoga on the mat, to yoga off the mat, and so on. So if you're interested or you know maybe this is the perfect time to deepen your practice, the perfect time to have full-on access to all of our online offering, we have extensive online platforms Once you join the program, you just log in and you do the program at your own pace, which involves audios and videos and articles and lots of lots of things. And besides that, of course, Zoom gatherings and Zoom meetings so that we can see each other on live stream online. So check it out. Send us an email, my email. I'll give you the podcast one, which is natalie at lifeonearthpodcast.com. And my website is nataliekrad.com, shantiyogatrainingschool.com. Follow me on Instagram, 
with either one of those accounts, right? And I would love to connect with you. If you have any questions, any suggestions, I'm here for you. And so today, without further ado, please enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and sending you lots of love. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hello, I'm recording here with the beautiful, magnificent Denise Milford. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Denise, hi. Thank you, Nat. Hi. Hi, beautiful, magnificent, other beautiful, Thank magnificent. Thank you. You have been on Life on Earth before, and I want to definitely invite all of the listeners to go back and listen to those episodes because I feel like they were some of the most enlightening episodes we've had on the podcast. And you, as usual, have so many great tips. So I really want you to go back there, listener. And Denise was on episode four and episode 33 of Life on Earth. So anyways, maybe like we should talk about what are the things that you do to keep your immune system, you know, healthy and uplifted? I know that you very rarely feel sick and that you, for the most part, you know, feel really good. So uh, it would be really great at this time to share that, you know. Well, I've never had the flu. I have to say that. But what happened earlier this year, I had a friend visiting me from South Korea around January 6th of this year, 2020. And my husband gets sick quite often. And I'm always like, oh, don't worry, I'll never get it. And I don't get it. And for some reason, I did get whatever she had, even though I protested. I was like, don't worry, honey, I'm not going to get it. I did get it. And I ignored doing my usual stuff that I do when I feel something coming on. But I was never formally diagnosed with the flu, but I did have like a cough, sneezing situation that had me in just laying in bed for five days, which had never happened my entire life. So that was that was a very strange experience, which there's always something good coming out of something, which sent me back into my usual self-care and all of that, which I'm happy to share. And I think those things are very popular. Most people in the health world, the alternative health world already do these things. What I do is cloves. They're really, really good for upper respiratory. So I always have cloves in my food almost every day. I'm Haitian. Cloves are a staple of the Haitian diet. We put cloves in rice. We put cloves mm-hmm. in our meats. We put cloves in our stews. We put cloves in everything. So cloves are amazing for upper respiratory, which I think whatever's going around right now is related to that. And another thing is black seed oil. Black seed oil is another thing that I do believe in for my immune system that's really great for bronchitis, pneumonia, upper respiratory stuff. So black seed oil, colloidal silver, which is something controversial. People are like, oh, it makes people turn blue. You know, the guy that turned blue is making it themselves. These are all things that are readily available in your health food store. So if you don't want to take it or something is weird, it's not in vibration with you because... 
I believe in the placebo effect 100%. Some people call it just the placebo effect. I'm like, just? This is extremely powerful. You believe in something and it can actually help you? That's, I don't know why scientists dismiss it as just the placebo effect. I think it's a very powerful effect. So if you're not into it, then don't. So me, colloidal silver cloves, black seed oil, garlic, green onions, ginger. These are all things that are staple. They're in my diet. These are things that I try to consume on a daily basis. Turmeric. A lot of these things are antibacterial, antiviral naturally. And that's how I strengthen my immune system. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting something. What about going out in the sun? Because you talked about that a lot to me. Yes, absolutely. Going out in the sun is something that I certainly practice doing because I think I think I read a few studies like there was a Japanese study on the flu and vitamin D and there's a correlation between vitamin D deficiency and being able to get it and stuff like that so being out in the sun helps your body produce vitamin C and there are also other things that sun exposure does to your body that scientists don't even know they're just discovering other things other things that happen because vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a hormone. So there are other hormones. The sun triggers your body to make when it hits your skin, but then you have to be mindful. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're very fair skin, Dr. Hollick, who's like the foremost authority on vitamin D, he wrote several books. He's, his studies are peer reviewed and published. And He says that 15 minutes for people of Caucasian descent, 45 minutes if you're African-American or you're dark-skinned. Yeah, so I try to do 45 minutes. Yeah, I love the sun. I was also reading somewhere that it really helps even with someone who's feeling the blues or depressed Mm -hmm. or feeling down. You know, I just, this afternoon, I, I had to go outside and get some fresh air and I was in the sun for a good hour and I just felt so good. That was exactly like the boost that I needed to come back to work and finish my day. And, you know, it's just something so simple as getting out and getting some fresh air and getting light. So, yeah, absolutely. We were meant to be out in nature and, and having sun exposure and all of that. Now there are people who have predispositions to cancer, skin cancer and such, and Mm -hmm. listen to your doctor, you know, we're not doctors, but Dr. Hollick recommends, who's like the foremost authority on vitamin D, he recommends 15 minutes of sun a day, like make sure you don't get burned, make sure your skin isn't turning pink. He's like, when you start turning pink, that's your limit. Yeah. I mean, I'm someone that I really notice a big difference. Like if I go too long without getting in the sun, it definitely Mm -hmm. affects my emotions, my mental health and my physical health, but you know, it's all connected, but I really feel, I can feel it in my body, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly can as well. Yeah, it is. It is. And it also regulates your biorhythm. You know, you have certain hormones that your body produces right before you go to sleep, like like melatonin. Mm -hmm. I hear like once the sun hits your skin, it like tells your body to stop making it. So you start to wake up. So the sun is directly connected to us and how we go about our day and the different hormones we produce. So it's definitely very important to make sure you know, there's this guy on the internet who believes you should be out like at sunrise, like you should try to be outside, like try to watch the sunrise and try to watch the sunset. Send it and to think, me so I could include it in show notes yeah, so we can check absolutely. it out. Yeah, I think I think that's a very interesting point of view, you know, to try to 
watch the sunrise and watch the sunset because his whole deal is, I don't know his name. His whole deal is with social media and all this stuff. When we're looking at our devices, we're looking at blue light and that light is kind of interfering with our biorhythm. I totally believe that by the way. I feel it. Like let's say I start scrolling through, you know, Facebook or Instagram right before I sleep. Sometimes it just messes up with my own natural ability to fall asleep it affects those hormones that your body produces so you can calm down so you it can definitely. like yeah. oh it so. definitely like if i'm looking at my instagram late at night or my computer and then i all of a sudden shut it down and try to go to bed it's like totally different than if i had a really calm night with no electronics yes totally yes. the different. wheels are still the wheels are still spinning exactly. even after you know because he gets into the science of it which i'm totally ignorant about but but the common sense aspect of it resonated with me. It's like, um, you know, growing up in Haiti, third world country or whatever, we got up really early and we went to bed, you know, 10 max. And generally everybody in our household had healthy immune systems. We had sun exposure. We consumed all these foods that I mentioned earlier. And probably and whole organic foods too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We consumed all organic, 100% grass fed my whole life not just me, my grandmother, my mother, this is just the lifestyle that my family has adhered to, not because they're elitist or or whatnot, but just because this is just the lifestyle there. Mm -hmm. It's just like a a respect and reverence for nature and how there's a right way to do things. We ate foods when they were in season, all of that, all of that. And I'm happy to see this becoming a movement here in the U.S. because this is something people in India have practiced, people in China, people in the Caribbean, all over the world, people have practiced this. It's really nice to see the U.S. kind of catching up. Like, yeah, let's try to eat our foods while they're in season. <laughs> let's, try to, let's try to go to markets. Let's, let's try to not buy, you know, a strawberry in the middle of winter, you know, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. Let's try to like yeah. eat the foods when they're in season because we are and a biorhythm with the planet. And if we kind of adhere to it, then we can ward off sickness. We can ward off disease. We can prolong our lives. We can be happier. We can be healthier. So all of these things are practices that I champion. Champion the speech, you know, by talking to you about it, but I champion it through example, by living it, by practicing it, by doing it. No, you really do. And that's why I think that you are one of those friends that I'm going to say myself, but I know a lot of your friends turn to you too, including me for health tips and, you know, how to boost your immune system or anytime that something comes up, you're kind of the go-to person for us. I'm really honored. I feel like I just fell into it just because of a lifelong practice, but I give all the credit to my parents and my grandparents, you know, interestingly enough, I had a long conversation with my grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're probably not going to get into that, but I had like a 45 minute conversation with her recently about stuff. She's, she's 92 and very opinionated, but we'll talk about that. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, the big elephant in the room right now is that we're going through a situation in the whole planet That's Mm -hmm. the coronavirus. And a few days ago, you posted something on your Facebook and we touched base upon. And I was like, well, let's share this with the community because sometimes these are things that we can, you know, by talking about it, we can also shed the light and and help other people. So do you mind reading that post? Oh, (laughs) I have to log on and find it. But no, I don't mind at all. Let's see. This is when 
this whole social distancing was just happening. This is about a week and a half ago. This social distancing and not going out is a huge challenge for me. I know it's the right thing to do and I shall adhere, but for a social butterfly like me, who's out the door from the moment I wake up and extremely active and talks to everyone everywhere all the time. Even the grocery store clerks know me by name. Runyon, Runyon Canyon, which is a hiking trail that I do here, had more people in it than before the virus, it seemed to me. Any other extremely social persons challenged by this? How are you adjusting? I feel like a wolf who's trapped and suddenly domesticated. (laughs) Well, the reason why I feel like this is so relevant is because Many people right now in our nation are going through quote unquote lockdown and or social mm-hmm. distancing, which really we could call it like physical distancing because we really need each other. And I feel like more than ever, communities are trying to get together and that we should be there for each other. It's really challenging sometimes for individuals to be completely apart. And one of the reasons also why I wanted to bring this up is because I've had multiple people reach out to me and say that they were feeling very isolated. Mm -hmm. So now you said you're feeling fine about it, that most of that feeling has gone away or what? what Yeah, that feeling has gone away because initially I think when I first heard about what was going on in the world, I didn't go into myself. I kind of started looking for the answers, trolling the coronavirus and everything else on social media, trying to find answers. You know, the word troll is to like look for information or whatever, trying to follow something. And that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, what is this? What's going on? And I was doing that. And that's when I put up that post. That's when I found out about what we're we're supposed to do. So I was kind of like reacting. And Mm -hmm. when something is done or something happens, you have to really, really take a step back and not react. You know, like you can make a decision about it, but don't react because when you're reacting, then it's coming from it could be coming from anywhere. And that's where I was. I was just kind of like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to go to the stores and I'm going to be not going to be able to see my friends and I'm going to be able to talk to anybody. And for most people, like I see on Facebook, people will be like, who cares? Like, I don't talk to people anyway. And I'm like, yeah, I understand for some people who are introverts or whatever and don't really like people or whatever, that isn't a big deal to them. But for me, who's been socialized in a third world country where like people are everything. People are everything to you when you're from another country. A lot of people who are listening to me who can relate to this. Like you grow up in an environment, it's your mom, your grandmother, your millions of uncles and aunts, your cousins, family gatherings, dinner on the table. Like you're a social being, you're a social Mm -hmm. creature. That's a huge part of who you are, your identity. So for me, when I heard like social distancing. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But once I tuned out the noise, I started listening to my mentor, Bob Proctor, who is absolutely amazing. Well, I started listening to him and he said something very powerful. He was like, he said he learned it from Michael Beckwith. And it is when you hear something, when something happens, number one, it is what it is. So I had to be like, okay, social distancing. It is what it is. Number two, harvest the good. There's always something good in it. Even if you may not see something good in it now, you may not see something good in it in your lifetime, but there's always something good. Harvest the good. So for me, what was that? It was like, okay, social distancing, can't go out. What's good about that? Well, I have tons of 
things that are left undone in my apartment, projects that I've started that I never finished that I can now finish. I can now take advantage of finishing. So I started harvesting the good, finding out the good and it's spending more time with my husband. Like there are times when we wanted to be together, but he had to go to work. We wanted to be together. I had to go to work. I had an audition. I had this, I had that. Now we can be together all the time. So harvesting that good, harvesting the fact that I get to be with my husband whenever I want. I was like, okay, that's another part of it that can be good. Cleaning out my closets, getting rid of stuff, getting rid of things that I don't even wear anymore, like all of that. So so that's where I'm at. So just doing that has put me in such a positive place. Like I, I don't even identify with that post anymore. Even and, like, today, I got a message from one of the ladies that I work with and she, and when I say I work with, you know, that I mentor and things like that, that, that she was saying mm -hmm. that she was feeling very lonely and very isolated with this whole situation. So I think these are right. very positive things that you just brought up, like to work on projects, to declutter your house, declutter your closet, mm -hmm. create space. There's so much to do cooking, you know, or just yeah. catching up on things that you need to catch up, create a new project or something, a lot of times having this space allows us to create more. Yes. You know, yes. being productive. Yes. And a lot of people feel like your physical environment is an extension of you. It's an extension of what's going on with you subconsciously. So if there's a lot of clutter in your space, subconsciously you're cluttered. And mm -hmm. so when you can take an active role and decluttering your environment and that can hit the reset button. So the world is on hold for this virus that's going on and you get to play catch up. It's your choice. You can come out a brand new, the person you've always wanted to be, the brand new, like completely self-fulfilled, ready to reach your potential, or you can come out of it completely depressed, which that's your choice. Yeah, you but I also choice. feel like you have to be mindful during it, right? While whatever it is that we're going through, <laughs> that you have to be really mindful about your energy field and you, body, mind, spirit, which is a topic that we talk a lot about in this podcast. And like you said, I think a lot of people nowadays are very familiar with this concept. But for example, I have been doing yoga. I've been in this yoga challenge. It's called hashtag six days yoga challenge if anybody wants to join. So it's really gotten mm -hmm. me on my mat every day. And this morning I made it a point to practice under the sun because of the reasons that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you know, vitamin and just, D. Yeah, and just going for a walk or drinking coconut water that I love and, you know, just trying to do more organics and whole foods, just like eating a banana, you know, think is like really simple, but to really maintain your physical health and your mental health and your emotional health. I think we're in this time is like very important to stay positive. Oh, absolutely. And another thing I wanted to mention, you know, even when people were going to the stores and hoarding food, a lot of people were hoarding junk food. Because they felt like, oh, I'm going to be home and I'm just going to be eating cookies and snacks and all their favorite snacks. And I'm just like, wow, all these trans fats and all this stuff. Like, that's the last thing you need when there's a pandemic. Not to be on a high horse here because I love ice cream too, like everybody else. Yeah. I love cookies and all of that stuff. But now that you're at home, you can make your own cookies. Make it with like really, really good quality ingredients. And don't eat all the stuff with the hydrogenated fats and all of the preservatives and all of that crap. You've got time. 
So make yeah. your own stuff. Like we can turn this into the 1950s again, where we're eating like really good quality foods. So yeah, you know. and let's talk about that. What you just said, you've got time. Like you've how time. huge is that? Oh you my know? god! How, like <laughs> that's how huge. huge. Is that? You said it. Huge, like <laughs> huge. Time is your most precious resource. It's the one yes. thing you can never get back. And now you've got all the time in the world. You don't have to go to work for some of you, not all of you. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to be chasing anything. All you have to do is stay home and. That is amazing. You can do all of these things. Yeah. You don't ha- you don't need all these nasty, terrible snacks. You can make your own. You can learn how to make your own again. And yeah, time is. I agree with you. One of the most precious things that you can have, and we are yeah. put in the situation right now that whether you like it or not, everybody now is in a place that you have more space in your life and you have more time. So let's try to utilize it in a way that will enhance not only your life, but others. Oh, I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was really funny. But, you know, I think I mentioned this to you earlier. Some people are having these Zoom parties, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like happy hour Zoom parties or just like Zoom parties with their friends and everybody gets together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we need to do one of those Zoom parties. Yeah, that sounds like (laughs) a lot of fun. You know, that that sounds like something that would be fun to do once or twice. Like it's definitely something that I want to do all the time because I'm kind of enjoying just being away from the devices. But yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Another thing that I wanted to bring up that I think is extremely important, like your thoughts create things. And I know that I'm coming from my own personal perspective. Be very protective of your thoughts. Be very protective of what you allow in. Choose the content that's coming into your mind. Because there's a lot of content right now. There's a lot of content right now. There's a lot of people pushing their own objectives. There's a lot of people who are coming, who are well-meaning. They mean well. They, they want to help. They don't want to do the right thing. But be mindful of your thoughts. So protect your mind. Protect what's going on with your brain. You say, like, be mindful what content you're allowing into. I mean, there is such a thing as content overload. Yes. I felt like that this past couple of days because, I mean, every time I get in, it's like I get all these Facebook lives or Instagram Mm -hmm. lives and everything. And I'm like, whoa, I'm really overwhelmed with so much information coming through, which in a way it's really beautiful because everybody's trying to connect. And I really do love, for example, in my world, the yoga community, a lot of people are coming and offering a complimentary class or a meditation And that has been really nice because a lot of the yoga studios have shut down. So I I really like that. And people are engaging and moving and breathing. But at the same time, like you said, I mean, that's really not just now the coronavirus, but, you know, the age of information when we have so much, so many podcasts, so much media, so much access to everything. What are you allowing into your field? Into my field? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm listening to the true diehard tried and tested motivational speakers. And I think like Bob Proctor, he's my go-to because he's been doing this for like 53 years or something ridiculous. And he's in his eighties now. And I listen to him. He always puts me in check. I like him a lot. He lives what he preaches. And I'm also looking into like, there's a website that I love, findaspring.com, which I mentioned in my, in my old interview with you. 
and they have springs. And so like now I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about harvesting my own spring water and things like that within the confines of the law. I have to figure out what's open, what's legal, what's not legal, but I want to do that. So that's the content that I'm exposing myself to because the first two days I was trolling the virus on the internet and I was watching the news constantly. And at the end of the the day, I would say by day three, I felt like I had a thousand leashes sucking blood out of me. I felt so emotionally, spiritually, and physically drained. That's when I posted that thing about my social distancing anxiety. Once I'd unplugged from all of that and I reconnected with myself, I do maybe like 20 minutes of the news at like in the morning just to know what's going on and how to proceed with the day or 15 minutes max. Like what's going on? I don't want to do people's commentary and I don't want to do people's opinions, just the facts, like what's going on? What did the governor say is a, that I'm allowed to do? What did the mayor say that I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do? That's it. I want to know the facts. I don't really want to know people's opinions. How many people have contracted it? How many people have died? My sister lives in Italy. She's quarantined right now with her children. I want to know what's going on with Italy. I look into what's going on in Italy. I look into what's going on in Haiti. And then I look into like a general world view, you know, and then I do a meditation, send out positive thoughts for everybody in the world and healing. And then I go on with my life. But this 24 hour like opinions, I don't really care. That would also be like, even without this, you know, situation anytime if you're tuning into the news 24 7 it's never good you know it's never good for our energy field I don't feel which is yeah I don't I I don't like tuning into that too much either well it's like every single person is a cell within this big organism and they're all contributing to the health and wellness of that organism and if all of us are infected with negativity and we're all boggled down and we're all feeling worried and afraid and fearful, I don't understand how that's going to make it better for all of us. Even if you just focus on your personal household or your personal space and personal health, yeah, that would be a service to all of us, right? That's why us, I was absolutely. asking you, I started this podcast with some questions about the immune system because I do feel it's so relevant to really take care of yourself. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And some people, some people don't understand that these little things that you do every day can make you stronger. And the yeah. end, like, they are just like, really? I can just drink ginger tea every single day and that can strengthen my immune system. You you better believe it. You're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Talk to people who do drink ginger tea every single day. Okay, okay. So let me pause People who've done it for 60 years, like my mother. Like, talk to these people. Okay, tell us about ginger tea because I think this is an important point. If somebody's listening to this right now and they're inspired, they're like, okay, Denise, how do I do this ginger tea? Okay, well, ginger is really huge here in LA. They just juice it here. They juice it. I have a masticating juicer, which presses cold pressed juice. And I'll do ginger shots once in a while. It's not something that I grew up on. What I grew up on is ginger tea. Like a lot of the raw food people are like, oh, you're killing the enzymes. I'm like, whatever. Uh, I'm like, I've seen my mother do it from the time I could remember until now. She takes her ginger, she grates it the old fashioned way. She takes the grater and this is how I do it. I have a grater. I grate my ginger. We didn't measure back then, but I measure now. My mom still doesn't measure. Her measurements are done with her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she grates her ginger and she 
And she puts a spoon in it and about a couple of cups of water, boils it with sugar because we're huge into sugar in Haiti. Sugar's the devil here in the U.S. But she puts her sugar and she drinks her tea and that's it. But if somebody I, wants to do it with honey, they could do it. Yeah, they can do it with honey, which is even better. And if you want to really, really boost, boost that immunity, do it with Manuka honey. Ooh, I love Manuka. You told me about it. Manuka Homini is amazing, right? Yeah, it really is. I mean, people have used it to get themselves rid of the H. pylori bacteria, which a lot of people suffer with. I think 80% of the population has it and it leads to ulcers in some people. My sister had H. pylori. She used Manuka honey to help her cure it, get rid of it. And, you know, you can take antibiotics too. That's an option. But Manuka honey is amazing. It's an antibacterial. Some people say antiviral. It's very, very powerful for like strengthening your immune system and ridding your body of things that aren't supposed to be there because it'll destroy it and yeah. kill it. I think yeah. garlic is really good for you too. Yeah, garlic is excellent. I mentioned garlic earlier. You know, people have been using garlic for thousands of years to ward off stuff, but it's not like, oh, I ha- I'm sick and I'm going to eat garlic and I'm going to get better. It's like, no, these are the things that you eat every day to raise your immune system, to keep it strong so that disease doesn't enter your body. So yeah, that your I love body, that. Yeah. It's almost like they're daily rituals. Yes, daily rituals. If you don't like these things, you can incorporate them. Like look for recipes with these things, you know, like green onions. And Haiti, we use green onions in our rice. So we chop up a little bit of green onion, a little bit of garlic, and we put it in olive oil. And then we put water and we, we cook our rice like that. So every time you eat rice, which is every single day in Haiti, it's a staple, you're getting garlic and green onions. I love how passionate you are about food. I am. I, you know, I love, you love food, but you you like really nice restaurants. Like I always have to yeah. go to an expensive, fancy restaurant, yeah. when I'm with, which I love to do too. But I am yeah. passionate about food and I love to cook. But more importantly, there is a difference when I get garlic from the grocery store, even if it's Whole Foods, even if it's like a nice health food store, organic last one. But when out. I get the garlic from like the farmer's market and I know the farmer that grew it, like, oh my God, it's just... That garlic will last forever in my fridge. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a different kind of food. Even though it's organic from Whole Foods, it's organic from Erewhon, Lassen's, all those places. But when you get it from a farmer, like, you know, Givens Farms, shout out to them. They're at Hollywood Farmer's Market. They're also at a few farmer's markets, but there's other, other ones that I've seen them at that I've gone to. They're at the Santa Monica one as well. I like them. And there are several farmers that I've become friends with over the years, the past 15, 20 years that I've been going to the farmer's markets out here in LA. It's it's just phenomenal. And so, there are some foods they've exposed me to that I didn't even know. I'm going to shift gears here for a minute. Okay, I have some questions for you. We've known each other for a really long time now. A really long time. <laughs> Yeah, we've been in each other's life for a long time. And and like I said, I invite all the listeners to go back and listen to. I love the episodes that we have prior as well with you. They're some of my favorites. So what do you feel like it's the secret to our friendship? I mean, we're talking about over 15 years, right? Yeah, it's been a really, really long time. I mean, I, I love you to pieces. I think the secret to our friendship is true love. I think that's what it is. Like, I always felt like we're like soul sisters, like we were souls vibrating on a different galaxy and another dimension. And we're just having this experience physically as well. Because I saw, where did I go with my hubby? I went to some kind of 
exhibition for some kind of star planet thing because he's really into outer space and even aliens. He's into all that stuff. And I was watching how they showed a cluster of stars coming into existence and they kind of Mm -hmm. did a computer simulation of the whole thing. And I just thought of a lot of my friends like you, Chris Galliano, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was thinking about that and I was like, and Rodolfo, you know, my friend Celeste, Carrie, all these people that I have like a really strong bond with. I was like, oh my God, you know, it's kind of like your clusters of stars and beings, because we're stardust, essentially, you know, stars, they supernova, dust becomes planets, and we're born. We're like seeds of planet Earth, you know, Earth is our mother, and we're the seedlings of this planet, even though we think we're smarter than her, but she's like orchestrating the whole thing. Exactly. Right. But I feel like these cluster of stars, they're like doing their thing in the in the universe. They're massive balls of energy. And I feel like when you incarnate into human form and you have like your tribe, the people that when you meet them, you're like, oh, my God, like this person is special to me. This person is another part of me living a different experience. That's Mm -hmm. what I think the secret is. Like when you see somebody and you recognize them as part of who you are, they're part of your experience. They're part of everything that is you. And And you just have to let that person be. It doesn't mean it's perfect. You know, it doesn't mean you don't see things differently, but you have the respect and love for each other where you just let the person be themselves. Yeah, and sometimes you also don't see the person for a while. Uh, and I'm not even talking about you because I feel like you and I, somehow we're pretty consistent with our yes. communication and seeing each other, which, by the way, that's amazing, too. I'm just thinking about that. But there's some friends that you don't see them for a while, but then when you see them, it's like you were with them yesterday, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned some of the names and that's what I'm thinking. It's always exactly like it feels like they're a part of my human experience and they're somehow a part of me no matter what. And the reason why I was also bringing friendship up, because that's a topic that has been brought up to me, asked me, can you guys, can you talk about this, you know, on Life on Earth? Because friendships are so special, you know, and some people ask me, you know, I don't have a friend for a lifelong friend. I don't have a friend for that long. So like, how does that work? How can you maintain those relationships? You know, it's a big question, but just allowing, like you said, people to be who they are and just observing their life unfold without judgment, you know? Yes. Without judgment. Because I think we really got into it in the last podcast that we did. With, I think number 33, where we really got into friendship. Yeah, just not being judgmental, really letting this person be. Because when you think about the people that you love the most, it's the people that you can be yourself around who aren't going to judge you and try mm-hmm. to make you somebody else other than who you are, who can really appreciate you for what you bring. Because at the end of the day, we don't need 5,000 people. Like we would think we want everybody to be like Mother Teresa, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what we have. And that's not what we're ever going to have. So why don't we just appreciate the people who are around us for who they are? Yeah. And I think that, you know, what you just said right now, it could, what we are basically talking about could even apply. I know we were talking about friends, but it could really apply to, you know, any romantic partnership as well. And yet that is so challenging, you know, because when you're with a partner and somebody that you're romantic with, the idea we all know, oh yeah, just let them be who they want to be and you be who you want to be. But for some reason, 
especially when you're talking about long-term partnerships, I'm talking about yes. years together. Mm-hmm. It's really challenging because it might be like too close to home, you know, and even though we know that like on theory, but on practice, I think it's a lot more challenging. Oh, absolutely. Like right now, for instance, you know, a lot of couples have to be forced to be together mm-hmm. because they been, and my sister posted about this recently, you know, when you're stuck together, when you have to face challenges together as a couple, that's when you really see, that's when you really see like what your relationship is about. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people who've been married for decades and their routine has been, I get up at six to go to work. He gets up at six to go to work. And then we see each other at 10 o'clock at night and we're on our laptops doing our thing. Mm -hmm. We kiss night and we go to sleep. And then we go on vacation for like a week or two. Then we're together, but we're not together because we're on our laptops doing our things. That's a lot of people, by the way. Yeah. And now those people have to be together and there's no excuse. There's no work. Some of them, like some of them can still work, but for some of them, there's no work. So it's like, you're in the house with this person. What do you do now? Like there's a pandemic. So people are going through it right now. They're looking at this person like, Yeah. yeah, work was my escape from you. Right, right. Work was really my escape from me. And even a lot of men, you know, I see a lot of these things circulating on social media. Me I see too, memes me about guys that are like, I'm now I'm trapped in the house with my wife and kids like kill me now. Stuff like that. And I'm yeah, like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I know. So it was so funny. Like <laughs> I saw one the other day it was a comedian and he goes, you're about to be in quarantine. And he's like announcing this to a guy, to a dude, right? And he goes, you're about to yeah. be in quarantine. Option A, stay home yes. with your wife and children. Option B, and he goes, option B. Option, option B. B. And he's like, he didn't even hear what option B was. He was just like, option B, exactly. I got it. And I was like, it's just funny, but no, it's yeah, kind of sad. I and I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. funny, but it's also sad. It's <laughs> sad, but it's not that sad. It shows you like this, it's like it shows you work was always an excuse to get away. It was never about work. It was like, let me get away from this woman and these children. I don't want to deal with it. Like seriously. And, and yeah. for women, it's like, let me get away from from this person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go to work and get away with this person. And mm-hmm. so now what do these people do? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, what do they do? Like now they're like, they have to look at each other for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> like, what are they doing? <laughs> oh maybe it'll, God. maybe it'll show like, you know, maybe truth will come out. Maybe they can face each other. Maybe going through this will bring them closer together. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it won't, but it's interesting to look outside and see what's going on with people because that was hilarious. The option B, I, I have it on my phone. I watch it all the time. It, you, yeah, send it to me because I don't even know where I saw it and I was looking for it so I could send it. It's so funny. I was waiting to see what the guy was going to say. I'm like, is that where it ends? I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, that's one the other option. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, but even moms too. Moms are, are writing stuff like, yes. I have to school these kids. Like, are you kidding me? Like some of them who are funny, some of them are not honest and some of them are honest. They really love like the fact that their kids are at home. I was just about to bring that up and moms and children because everybody's home. Yeah, everybody's home. So some it's of intense. the moms are like, this is great. I get to be at home with my kids and other moms. When you watch like some of them, they're just like, this is hell. I have to <laughs> homeschool these kids. Like I'm in hell right now. So At least, you know, they're speaking their truth. They're like, this is, I don't want to be schooling my own kids. I don't want to be with them all day long. And they're crying and screaming and 
blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm hearing it a lot. Families are... So much to learn from this experience, this human experience. On so many levels, so much to learn. One yeah. of my teachers says, relationships are maximum growth opportunities. Oh. In many spiritual backgrounds that say that, you know, the ultimate thing is how are you with your own family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because absolutely. that's kind of a big test, like... Yes, it is. And for me personally, you know, my husband's a musician, so he spends hours and hours in his studio and, you know, his recording studio doing his thing. And I'm an actress, so I'm always running around doing auditions. And when I'm working, I'm working 12-hour days sometimes. It's really, really insane. But we have our Sundays together. That's our day. And we do farmer's market. Usually we do a movie. We go to Santa Monica, ride bicycles. We try to be active and do fun things together and whatnot. But that's what, so special. What was, That's great. It really is. But what I was surprised that he did, he moved his entire recording studio here where he could go there and come back. But he was like, well, you're going to be home all day by yourself. So I'm going to bring my studio here. And I thought that was really, really beautiful. I was that really, really beautiful. That, yeah. When you said that, that's why I was asking you before we started yeah. recording. I, and you, you know, I said, well, that's really cool. Yeah, I felt like, oh, he's not here because he has to be. He's here because he wants to be. And what I hope is for every woman who's in a you know partnership that this person is with you because they want to be. And they're not escaping by going to work, you know, because a lot of times guys will be like, oh, I have to go home. It's five o'clock. And then they'll go to the bar mm-hmm. and then they have to decompress because they've got to go home and deal with wife and family. It's like, wow, this is what it's come to. Right. Then that's a very sad situation. If you've got to go to the bar and decompress just so you can go home and deal with the family, then, you know, men do it for years. Sometimes they're like, I made that commitment. I got married and I'm not going to leave my wife and my kids. So I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to go to the bar, go to the strip club, go hang out with the friends, go do whatever it is that they need to do to get it out of their system. But I'm not sure if that's the the best way to deal with it. Try to find the connection again with that person that you're with, which is your partner, you know, maybe (laughs) even go back and see why is it that you fell in love with that person in the first place? Because, you know, it's consistently reevaluating and trying to find positive things about the person that you're with. And in some cases, Mm -hmm. people have been together for 10, 20 years, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot changes in 10 and 20 years. But if you can, I know it's challenging, but if you can try to look at the person with like fresh eyes, you know, always, and just really allowing them to the journey of becoming who they are as we graciously age. Yes. I always admire couples who have been together for a long time, who when you look at them and they're genuinely happy together, because a lot of couples, you see them existing together and some of them don't even know each other. And it really breaks my heart because I'm like, I'm like a lover of love. I love Mm -hmm. love. I love relationships, healthy relationships, couples. Like when I see old couples walking and holding hands, it just, my heart beams with excitement and joy. I'm like, this is what life is all about. Look at these people in their nineties, taking a walk. Like they've seen everything together. They've raised kids, sent kids to college. And at the end, it's just the two of them, like two lovebirds taking a stroll. I love that. But how do you get there? I think, first of all, you have to want it together. When you want something, you remember... I think that's that's the first thing. I think both people need to really want it. You have to want it. And sometimes I think couples get together and they they don't really know 
what they want together. You know, this reminds me of Warner von Braun. You remember Like, I think Kennedy asked him, he goes, what is it going to take to get the United States to the moon? And he was like, <laughs> he was like the will to do it. The will to and, do it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The I person was that. like, that, that's it. He was like, yeah, the will to do it. And we ended up being, you know, on the moon, the USA, yeah. number one yeah. country on the moon. So the will to do it, once you realize I want this and God, you have another person with you by your side that says, I want this too. Like you have two people. One person is extremely powerful. Like our potential as human beings is limitless. Yeah. It's we a can real, do it. And those are real partnerships. Yes. One person is extremely powerful. Now you get together with another person and you have the same goal and the same well, thing. And I, that, yeah, I was going to say that brings me to this really, which is to me something I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's like the purpose, you know, like, mm-hmm. is there a bigger purpose in your relationship? Is there a bigger purpose in why you're together? And that is like huge because if you have that kind of thing, it can mm-hmm. really bring you forth and strengthen the relationship. I think so life. too. I think so too. And whenever you see couples that, that are in business together and that work together, I, I absolutely love it. it. It just looks like if you have some greater thing that you're trying to accomplish together, it's, it's really, really powerful. I do want to say that for my single ladies out there, I want to say that right now, this may be a really great time for you to go within and, mm-hmm. you know, single single guys too, but I'm talking about single ladies because I've gotten some emails about that. But this might be a great time since we're doing this physical social distancing and all this stuff to really go inside. And maybe it's a time that you want to take almost like this sabbatical with your own self or, you know, just read some books or dive into some teachings or take some online course or something that you can just nurture your divine self because that's also really powerful. You know, it's okay sometimes like being alone, you grow so much. I haven't had times where I was single for long periods of time because I'm more of a serial monogamist. But when I have been single, it's always been about time to really, really water my own cup and really, really fuel myself. I'm generally very busy. So wait, I have to think back to times when I was single. It's always been for short periods though. I was single Um, for a while. Yeah. I remember you were, uh, maybe you can speak to it better than me. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just a choice. It got to a point that it was, things weren't really going with uh, different, you know, relationships the way that I was feeling fulfilled or complete or whole. And Mm -hmm. um, I had a bigger purpose in life. And I just realized that that was taking a lot of my energy. It Mm -hmm. felt very scattered. And I didn't really want to participate in that kind of scatteredness anymore of my energy. And it wasn't really serving my bigger purpose. And so, Mm -hmm. and I think that happens to a lot of people at some point. When that happens, you just kind of decide that you, you know, your energy is precious and you're going to contain. In yoga, there is a term for that. It's brahmacharya, when you like kind of contain that energy and you use it for a higher purpose. And that's what I did. So I just decided to kind of remove myself from that dating world. And whether it was a good person or bad, it didn't really matter. It just wasn't on my agenda. I mean, it was intentional and I wanted for a certain period of time, in my case, it was about two years to just really be very clear 
having that time for myself, I was able to go inside to really rediscover who I was and ask myself questions like, what do I want? You know, (laughs) no, (laughs) which is like so basic, but sometimes you can get so cloudy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer in visualization and manifestation and all of that. So if you are trying to manifest a certain person or bring somebody into your life, I say water yourself because at the end of the day, it's like you can go, oh, I want this guy. I want this kind of look, that kind of, well, imagine what that guy is Mm -hmm. thinking he wants, you know? So he's like, I want this girl and I want this kind of look and I want that kind of look. So, I mean, I live in LA and I try to be compassionate I'm going to tread lightly. <laughs> Even when I'm watching like what, what some of my single girlfriends are, some of them are associates, not like really diehard girlfriends. Like I consider you a girlfriend, but some of them are my associates or like friends or acquaintances at work or whatever that are single. And then when you ask them, like when you sit down with them, what do you want? And they're like, well, I want this guy and I want him to do this for me and that for me. I want him to bring me flowers and I want him to take me on dates and I want him to care about me and love me no matter what. And da, 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 da. It's all about them. Me, 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 me. And what you really should be looking for is someone to love. You really should be looking for somebody. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That you, you just sh- said that. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. Like mm-hmm. whenever I've been thinking, I was like, I, I want someone to love. When you want someone to love, they show up. When you want yeah. somebody to do things for you, to take care of you and da, 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 then it's almost like your agenda. That makes total sense. You to know, me. and I think I might've said this in your other podcast when you're, when, when a couple decides on having a child, they're not like, I'm going to have a child to love me. It's like, no, you're going to have a child. You're going to change diapers. You're going to take care of that child. That child's going to be completely dependent on you for years. And then when they turn 18, if they want to, they might give you a phone call now and then. So you're not really, you're not having a child so you can have someone, someone to love you and do for you. You, when you want to bring someone into your space, it's like that, that person is somebody you're going to nourish. You're going to nourish and love and care for and be there for. And then if you're lucky, then that child will love you when you're older but you're not going to get by wanting somebody to come into your life and fix all your problems and take care of you. That's your job. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also, I think there's something that I heard that really resonated with me one time is that somebody said, would you date yourself? That's and I great. I think that's like that a real, yeah, that's like, wow, that's so yeah. true, right? Like, because so, a lot of times you hear, make a list, which I, I think that could be very valid. Like you say, visualization is really powerful. And I'll make mm-hmm. a list of what is it that you want in a partner, whether you're a man or whether you're a female or male, whatever. Like, you know, make a list, put it all down. And then ask yourself, what about you? Like, would you date yourself? Like, what mm-hmm. are the things that you, and if you put down on a list, maybe about your qualities or your downfalls, and you're like, oh, I wouldn't. Then you can go, okay, well, then, you know, you got some work to do here. Like, you know, that, you know, you need to take some time, dive inside and and just just kind of rework your system. Because, you know, that if you're putting a certain vibration, you're going to attract that. I mean, you know that you talk about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's always room for self-improvement. There's always Always. room for self-improvement. So when you are single or you have that time, 
to water your own cup, you know. Well, and another thing with self-improvement is that just because you're in a partnership, it doesn't mean you don't continue self-improving. If nothing else, even more, you know. Even more. Even more because now you're in a relationship and it's easy to get lazy or look to that person to take care of you and fulfill all your needs. That's a sure way your relationship is going to fail because nobody wants to be responsible for the stuff that you should be responsible for. You know, you're sick, you're in the hospital. Yeah, your partner is going to be by your side. But this whole idea of somebody taking care of you, which I hear so So much. I think the first relationship that you have is with your own self. Yes, it is with your own self. It really is. So you should hopefully love yourself and respect yourself and honor yourself. Respect yourself. That means a lot of things. That's a lot. And you know what? If you don't respect yourself, people won't respect you. No, very true. I had to learn that the hard way, you know, when I was younger and single. And sometimes I just felt like things weren't going. I talked about the way I wanted or I was feeling, I could just say like, not like that I had a goal, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Right. And so, but then when I really looked and I did the work, it was like, where is it coming from? It was me. It was coming from the fact that I wasn't showing up for myself the way I wanted people to show up for me. So how would that work? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, you can't really skip that. No, you can't. You can't. It's, and you can't, you can't hope that somebody's going to come into your life and fix that. If you're broken or fragmented, the person into your life that you're bringing is going to be a broken, fragmented person who's going to reflect back to you all of that broken and fragmented existence. So, so Denise, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I feel so honored and such a privilege to be your friend. So am I, Nat. I really do. I love you to pieces. We we have been on this journey for quite a while. Like I said, I think it's like actually over 20 years. Yes, definitely. It's really cool. It's really really awesome to have the privilege to have someone in your life for that long. Yes, I cherish you and I pray for you. I always learn so much from you. Um, so do I, and I <laughs> my soul sister. And I just love it that we're sharing this with Life on Earth podcast, like just our energy. But, you know, we are blessed because we actually are very good about keeping in touch and keeping our friendship fresh. So Yes. And, you know, really to all good. the people out there who can't see their friends physically or, you know, then we're, we feel you and we pray that everything gets back into place very soon. Yeah. Our planet is going to heal and yes. we have, we have to take part in healing it with our own energy and what love we put that. out. I love so that. Let's, let's you be in have, a positive mindset. Yes. Let's be in a positive mindset. And you have really powerful messages and you have really powerful ways that you express yourself. So I would love for you to tell our listeners, like, how could they tune into your social media is it instagram your favorite oh thank you well all of my social media is at denise melfort that would be d-e-n-i-s-e-m-i-l-f-o-r-t like tomato you can follow me on facebook but i have a youtube channel that i'm trying to grow it's very recent and that's denise melfort as well so i love um, your health tips i love like i mean i love all the tips like i think you should do more of that of you know because when you give those little snippets like it's just so awesome like it's like, yeah there's oh. so much I didn't really get into like aloe vera there are a lot of things that I yeah. do daily but maybe we can we, we can, can do another one of like some yeah, other points you know sure, like that for sure. 
I'd love to. I'd love to. Good health to all of you out there. Wait, but you I know- got to say one more thing. You're also an actress, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about it on this one, but if you guys go back, okay. you'll see. And I wanted to ask you if you could just maybe name one or two movies or whatever you want to share so that we can go and watch it. Absolutely. Since you guys are at home, you can watch Dead on Arrival. It was directed by Stephen C. Sephir, and I'm in it. So please go watch it. It's called Dead on Arrival. It's uh, that's really one cool. That I have now. It's and really, really is that cool the one that, yeah, that it's like, it looks like it's kind of in the South, right? Yeah, they shot it in New Orleans. Oh, yay! <laughs> yeah, it's like a psychological thriller. Uh, there's another one, Repentance with Forrest Whitaker. That's another psychological thriller that I'm in. You guys can check that out if you want. I do have a couple of films that are not out yet. I have one which is about human trafficking. It's called I Am Not For Sale. So please look out for that. We should do like Um, a watch party when that comes out. You might not even know what that is. Do you? No, when I find out, I'll definitely. <laughs> okay, let, you let know. me tell you what's a watch party, okay? Because now of that course. people are doing social distancing, I saw this on Facebook. A friend of mine who's also in a movie, they released a movie and they couldn't do the you know, the premiere or whatever. So they had a, what they call the watch party on Facebook, which mm-hmm. basically is, I think if somebody's streaming something, you can invite like your friends for the watch party and your friends can invite friends and then like everybody gets together in the virtual community and you can like watch the movie <laughs> oh wow okay well that's good that's a good alternative because I love going to the movies that's one thing that you know I, I'm an actress and like yeah. I love I don't I don't just want to sit in front of the tv and watch Netflix I love the experience of being in a movie and I know the movie industry is suffering not just because of the yeah. virus but because of even before with shootings and movie theaters and yeah. such but it's something that I always, always have loved to do. I love it. Love it. Love the experience with the audience was always amazing for me just to sit there in the room and get the reaction. Yes. Their people and feeling their energy, like a whole room full of people watching a movie that like just came out today and everybody's been waiting for it for weeks. We've been watching the trailer. <laughs> like I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love going to premieres. I love getting all dolled up and going on the red carpet and like going to premieres, supporting my other actor friends who have huge films yeah. coming out. I love it. It's, it's, it's one of like the, super exciting. Yeah. It's one of the things that I'm really, really looking forward to again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen in our yeah, lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. No question. We're going to no go question. back to that. <laughs> we will. We yeah. Will. But That's, yeah, don't quote that, me yeah. on the watch parties, but it was something that I saw and you guys that are listening probably know more than me, but I'm definitely going to look into it. Cause I thought it was, yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Like there's it's so many great. virtual things out there right now. I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, it's kind of cool because people still understand like, yeah, we could be at home watching Netflix by ourselves, but why it's like what you said about social distancing versus physical distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You said a woman had said yeah, it. somebody that I heard talking for an organization that's called a lot of people know uh, Doctors Beyond that, Borders. It's Médecins yeah, Sans Frontières. Frontière, yeah, yeah. And she yeah, said, yeah. let's not call it social distancing because we need each other. We need community. We need whether it's virtual or however we can get it. Like, you know, human connection is really powerful. It's physical distancing, but let's yes. continue to be social. Yes, I love it. And I guess that's what it speaks to. It's like most people have Netflix at home or some kind of device where they could watch stuff. Why do they need to get together? Because they need to get together. Exactly. That's why. It's yeah. like they can't explain it. 
They need to like be with other people. So I love it. Like we can't be together physically, but this whole idea of virtual, virtually doing it, it's, it's wonderful because we're still fulfilling that need. We don't know why we need it, but we know that we do need it. So we're going to figure out ways to fulfill it within the confines of what we've been given. What we've been ordered to do by our lawmakers and our scientists and our doctors and such, but we have to figure it out. It's beautiful. I love it that people are actually doing it. Yeah. We need each other. Let's empower each other, be each other's fan and kind of want the best for everybody. That's just the awesome thing about that. Awesome thing. Another thing I want to talk about, I did, I wanted to bring up is loss, you know, because a lot of people this year have experienced loss, loss that wasn't expected, even like with somebody like Kobe Bryant dying in a mm-hmm. helicopter accident and all of that. And imagine what that did to his family, his fans, his friends, all the people that love them. But anybody out there who is going through loss, you know, the loss of someone, maybe you lost someone to this virus, you know. People are dealing with that, you know, people who are losing loved ones. I got a very, very early experience with loss. And what I can share is that when I was 12, my father passed away and we were very close, like very, very close. And what I learned is that when you lose, when you lose somebody that you love so much that you can even imagine your world continuing without that person is continue to live your life happy. Like you're not going to do it in one day. It's not going to happen. You're going to have moments where you feel sad, where you feel angry. You're going to go through all the different stages of grief. But if you can look to living your best, because you know that person who loves you, who loved you would have wanted that, then that's how I connected with getting on with my life. And I also suffered a loss. You know, I lost a child. Um, Last year, I held my child in my arms and he took his last breath. And it was a very powerful, powerful, powerful experience. And I think what I've learned from that, when that happened, I continued on with my life. And a lot of people were very surprised at how I could be able to do that. But when you know that this person is in another dimension or in another realm and they're watching over you or they become your angel, whatever your spiritual beliefs may be. Maybe you're an atheist, but you just make a choice to just continue with your life and to deal with that and to not get sunken into that loss, which I know is not easy to do, but just make sure that you're not falling into the trap of grief. Because I know a lot of people are dealing with loss right now. So I just felt like I needed to say that because yeah. of my own no, because of um, my own personal experience with loss yeah. and how I yeah, and I mean, I would love to one day dedicate a whole episode to, you know, what everything that you just said right now, because it's so, yeah. it's so powerful. But it really, I really is. think that, it, yeah, thank you for sharing that, because like you said, a lot of people are going through it, and I agree with you, you know, you do have we to do. We are here. and you have to, We're you're here. here, and there are other yeah. dimensions, the veil is very thin. Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I believe... But again, this is my perspective, but I believe that death is just a transition. Yes. And a birth is a continuation of something that has always existed. Yes. And that there is an essence, you know, of who you are, who I am, and that is eternal. 
Absolutely. When people believe that way, it is much easier for them to cope with death. It is very easy to go into an abyss and a dark place when you have no hope, when you don't have any kind of belief that can get you through it. So I know that people poo-poo religion and they poo-poo spiritual people and they poo-poo all of those things. But I'm telling you, like, it's the best thing ever. It's like, it's like you can go on antidepressants for depression after you lost a child or after you lost a parent, or you could have something you believe in that gets you through it, you know, with no side effects. All of the rituals that we were talking about, you know, whether it's immune system, health, uh, taking care, taking care of your health, taking your health into your own hands, meditation, yoga, going, walking in nature. I know you love hiking, going out in the sun. I think having those things and being disciplined about those things really help with um, depression. With loss. Yeah, depression, loss, loss, loss grief, because we know that many people right now are dealing with loss and dealing with grief. So hopefully we pray for them. Can we we close with a prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. You You pray. uh, No, (laughs) (laughs) you, I think, I feel like it should be coming from you. You are so good at that. Okay. Let me get into it. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to pray. We're going to close with a prayer. So I just want to say thank you everyone for listening. And thank you so much, Denise, for sharing your experience with life on earth and with myself. I just, like I said, I'm going to say it again. I feel so honored to have you in my life. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Dear creator, thank you for everything you have done for us thus far in our precious, amazing lives. And thank you for everything you will continue to do for us. We are beyond grateful for our lives and we are in awe of the miracle of life and all of the amazing experiences that we've had from the time we were born until now. We are so grateful to be alive. Right now, with the transitions that are going on, jobs lost, people at home, Netflix, social distancing, physical distancing, everything that's going on with the world, hospitalizations, loss, death, fear, violence, people out of prisons, all of these things that are happening, we surrender to them. They're happenings, but they're not who we are. There are things that we can all get through. So I ask that you fortify every human being on the planet and that you remind every human being on the planet of who they are, who they really are, who are they connected to, the most powerful force in the universe. And I ask that you allow us to reach our potential to really be amazing and to get through whatever our obstacles are individually and as a whole, whatever our obstacles are, may we get through them with dignity, with love in our hearts and with connection. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to Life on Earth Podcasts. Denise, thank you for the beautiful prayer. If you enjoy our show, subscribe and leave us a great review. Share this episode with someone you love and who can benefit. Check out our members portal. Go to my website, nataliekrad.com and see the many ways that we can work together. If it's divine timing and if this is an alignment, you are inspired by the members portal. There's lots of offerings and lots of great things that we are doing through our members portal and members group. It's a great community and it's been growing and I'm really excited about it. So definitely check it out. Also, don't forget to go to shantiyogatrainingschool.com 
and check out our many programs now all available for you online. It has been a pleasure to be with you and I am sending you so much love and so much light.